What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Planet Today. Today is Monday, August 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Matt Norton, here by myself today because we are about to air my interview with Maya, also known as Sustainably Maya. Before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Vala Alta. Vala Alta's Everyday Handkerchief is a high-performance daily-use handkerchief designed to help minimize your impact. Made in the United States from sustainably sourced Irish linen, capturing the material's historic craftsmanship and natural antimicrobial properties, handkerchiefs perfectly balance softness with durability and absorbency with rapid drying. Ideal for functional use in all settings, from the outdoors to routine encounters, their small and lightweight design makes one a must-carry for wherever life takes you. Build your own bundles from limited edition colors at valalta.co and save 15% with code TPT at checkout. That's V-A-L-A-A-L-T-A dot co and code TPT. Today, we cover the latest in climate change, wildlife conservation, renewable energy, and environmental policy with two episodes every week coming your way Monday and Friday. And with that, we're going to get right into the interview. Today on the planet today, we are joined by Sustainably Maya. Maya runs social media pages dedicated to sustainable living and picking up litter. She provides links to several different petitions on her link tree, which we've posted in your show notes including some dedicated to wildlife conservation, holding big oil accountable, and environmental policy advocacy. Maya has even started a petition of her own to cancel styrofoam, all while advocating for our planet's health on social media. Maya, welcome to the planet today. Hi, I'm so happy to do this. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. So what first got you interested in environmentalism and sustainability? Well, my parents actually raised me as vegan. So from day one, I've always cared about people, the planet, and animals. Um, but getting into sustainability, that didn't happen until I was 14. And I started seeing, you know, all the Save the Turtles stuff. That was that year that that mm -hmm. came out. And I visited this place called Loggerhead Marine Life Center. And they rescue sea turtles that come in with all kinds of issues and what really stuck with me was plastic pollution. And I was seeing that plastic straws weren't the only thing that was the problem. It was styrofoam, like single use plastic of all kinds and just plastic in general. So I started cleaning up then. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, I kind of had that same similar experience where you start to care about animals and then you notice, oh, okay, so straws are a big deal. The six pack container rings are a big deal. And then you start to look into it more and it's, it's microplastics, it's plastic bags, it's literally just the substance itself gets everywhere and it's definitely a much bigger problem than a lot of people realize yeah. right off the bat so yeah definitely so what first gave you the idea to say you know I care about this this is something I'm passionate about I want to create a platform where I can talk about this and connect to more people who are also interested in this space um I well when the, I started cleaning up trash in Florida that was that's where loggerhead is and I never really, really visited the beaches close in Maryland. So I live about three hours away from the beach in Maryland. So um, I, once the pandemic started, I couldn't travel to Florida anymore. And things were so crazy. Mm -hmm. So I actually started cleaning up trash in my community. 
And that was like a real game changer because I was seeing how carelessly people were throwing trash out their windows or leaving their dog bags on walks. And in general, mm -hmm. like just seeing how much people in my community were throwing away. And since I was learning so much about sustainability, I was like, maybe I can influence people to live more sustainably just like me. So did you find it was kind of tough to get started in that? Like what kind of gave you the nudge to be like, yeah, this is something I care about. I, I want to actually do this instead of just keeping it as an idea. Well, I was very insecure in high school and I didn't have a senior year because like I started cleaning up trash the end of my junior year. And I had mm -hmm. the idea like at the end of junior year and then my senior year was canceled because of COVID. So once I found mm -hmm. out that I wasn't going to go back to school for the rest of the year, I was like, you know what? I can do it now. Like, I don't have to get made fun of every day at school for, like, caring about the environment. So I eventually just gave in. I was like, let's do it now. Let's start now. Yeah. What a weird thing to get made fun of for, too. Like, I know. Hey, you you care about the planet. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That's good. You should. <laughs> exactly. So I just didn't want to deal with the judgment and everything, but. Now people aren't so mean because they see that I'm doing nice things, but at the time it wasn't very nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, high schoolers can be tough. I definitely, definitely <laughs> shared insecurities in high school. And I feel like as soon as you start to come into your own, you're like, dad, this is my thing. Like, I don't care if you think it's, it's lame. Like I'm passionate about it. People seem to really like it as well. That's yeah. all that matters. So exactly. Cool. So I want to talk a, bit, a little bit about um, the trash cleanup that you just kind of started talking about, but when did you start doing that and, you know, organizing larger litter cleanups and how often do you actually do this? So I clean up trash right now, mostly on my own. And then I mm -hmm. post it on the internet. I haven't hosted my very own cleanups yet, but I do go or I try to go every single month to my friend Brittany and Kate's um, cleanups that they have in Baltimore. And cool. that's not very close to me. But I do love to go support them. It's a workout and cleanup event. And we clean up like over 200 pounds of trash normally every single time. And wow. it's, it's, it's amazing. And it's so much fun to be a part of. But they've inspired me to hopefully start my own cleanups eventually. And I'm working on that kind of stuff now. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, you'd mentioned how you're doing it kind of locally right now because you couldn't really go to Florida as much. I'm sure doing it in, you know, your own community even if there's less trash to pick up there, like even if somebody lives in the, the cleanest community of all time, you just kind of feel that impact because you're, you're living there, you're seeing it every day and you're like, hey, this impact, I'm playing a huge role in that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely a cool, cool thing you have going on there. Thanks. I want to talk to you also about styrofoam. So we kind of mentioned this at the top, but you started a petition to cancel styrofoam. Styrofoam is the worst. I mean, we've talked about it on the show. It's it's not useful. It's the least recyclable of all plastics, and plastic isn't really that recyclable to begin with. So to be the worst of that is uh, not the best title to have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love to you know learn more about your petition. What made you start that, and how's it going? How can our, our listeners sign that? Well, I actually started my hatred for styrofoam when I started cleaning up trash, like from day one, basically, because I was cleaning up trash for like the first couple times that I've ever done that at the beach. And I started seeing all these like little rocks all over the beach or what I thought was rocks. And mm -hmm. once I went a little bit closer and touched these rocks, they were actually little pebbles of styrofoam. So from day one, I was like, I should start a petition. And then I just never did. Cause like I said, in high school, I wasn't going to 
come out and just be different. <laughs> I was very insecure. So I yeah. was like, okay, I'll, I'll put it off. I'll put it off. And then last summer, I was like, you know what? I can do it now. It's, it's, it's the right time. People will support me. And it's been really cool because I had a TikTok that went viral, a little bit viral, not crazy. But I was able to get like 2,000 signatures from that oh, wow. video. So that was super awesome to see so many other people care about canceling styrofoam and seeing the impact that it has. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure everyone who's listening to the show right now, I, I don't think we have a lot of people listening because they don't like the planet or don't yeah. like me. I, I like to think that people are here because they like us. So yeah, go sign the petition. We'll put a link right in the show notes. So swipe down and, you know, go add your name. Styrofoam is, is yeah. like we said, it's the least recyclable plastic. So yeah. it's definitely something that if we can avoid, yeah. it's better. I have, um, you know, I, I used to work in an office. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. And I feel like every single day people would just use three, four styrofoam cups. Some people would reuse those styrofoam cups. And I was the annoying environmentalist who was like, hey, everyone, like I brought in my own mug. I wash it every day. We should all bring in reusable mugs. They're a lot yeah. better. And finally made that breakthrough. More people started bringing them in. And the next thing to challenge was the the K cups with, you know, it's, oh it's always, yeah, once you, once you climb one little hill, there's another one right behind it. So plastics, yeah. it's everywhere. It's super it's prevalent. Everywhere. It's super annoying. So, you know, any way we can avoid it. Yeah, it's something, it's definitely something that we have to unlearn because mm -hmm. from day one, pretty much for most of us, plastic has always been there for yeah. utensils and cups and pretty much everything in everyday life seems to be plastic nowadays. Yeah like seeing, putting that lens on now that I can finally see how much of the plastic crisis is so evident. So it's definitely game changing. <laughs> yeah. And it's super interesting just how many things you don't really think about where, I don't know, for me, it was easy to cut out plastic straws. Yeah. I have a, we have plenty of like metal reusable ones at my apartment. I have one that folds up that I could take on the go with me. That was an easy one. What's tougher is, you know, when you go grocery shopping, and you get a pack of those like mini red and yellow peppers that everybody loves and it comes in that plastic bag. Yes, I love those. <laughs> yeah, me too. And it's just, you know, I would love to continue getting those, but you know, I, I try to go for the, the larger peppers and cut them up myself, which, yeah, you know, hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's unavoidable at times, but I feel like when people are aware of it, that's also very powerful mm -hmm. because if you're purposely trying to like avoid even thinking about it, that's something completely different. But if you really care about it and you're seeing how much you are using, how much plastic you're using, I think that's very valuable too. Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, some people kind of overlook the whole, what are you doing just by sharing an Instagram story about plastic? Like awareness is always the first step. And sometimes it takes, you know, your friend sharing something about how much plastic gets used every every day or eco breaking or something to make you just take a step back and think okay wow this is more of a problem than i realized and look everyone who lives on this earth should care about this earth so to do something like cutting out plastic however you can some of it's unavoidable for now but however you can it's it's really important definitely so next question i have for you might be a bit of a tough one um, I would say for me, just heads up, it's, it's definitely little of column A, little of column B, but 
Would you say you're more concerned about, you know, our generation and the future of our planet, or are you more optimistic about us getting the job done despite, you know, not to, not to point fingers, but the older generations kind of stacking yeah. the cards against us? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I'm definitely more of an optimist, but I also, it also gets to me sometimes when people don't care about environmental issues. So it's all about balance. And I think Mm -hmm. that, I think that social media is a blessing and a curse in that kind of way, because you see all these people caring about the environment, picking up trash every day on the internet and posting about how to use less plastic or carpooling. But then you also see the comment section and how people are like, oh, well, one person doesn't make a difference. That's definitely discouraging, but I also, I, I try to focus my attention on the people who do care like us. Yeah. And it's funny because with that same attitude, you know, one person doesn't make a difference. Sure. That might be true. But if every single person says one person alone can't make a difference, so I'm going to make sure I'm doing my part and make sure that my friends, you know, my family, my loved ones, they're doing their part, it starts to add up. And I feel like the whole collective action thing, that's what we need. You know, it's not maybe me doing something alone doesn't make a difference, but my my circle, you know, my group, all of us doing something together, you know, it, it all adds up. Exactly. All over the world, too. It's not just in one little space like we are united as one community all over the world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing that I definitely struggle with is, you know, we have so many people doing so many good things and we hear you know, all these different breakthroughs we're making with renewable energy and and climate change mitigation on the policy level or federal policy level, rather. And then you see, you know, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott arguing over whose private jet they should take for a 10 minute flight. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the stuff that discourages me the most. You know, I, I do think that there's so many solutions out there right now that we have all of the tools that we need to fight climate change. It's just a matter of getting the older people who are in office to actually do it. The thing that gets to me is, you know, there are people who are younger and should know better because, you know, they're going to be here for another 50 years, presumably they should care. And then, you know, to see just private jets going off all the time, like, come on, like we, we we should know better. Yeah. And they'll, I feel like, see, this is where I'm an optimist because I think that those people will eventually see Mm -hmm. the problems and they've just been listening to the people that are older than us because we've always been taught that the oldest generations know best. Yeah. So I think that over time, younger generations and younger people will be able to see like, oh, they're actually wrong. (laughs) Like we can do so much more. Yeah. It's so funny. I was, I was tracking COP26 pretty extensively last year and I feel like for the longest time, it was always, you know, world leaders talking at these international climate meetings and um, leaders from different NGOs. And those were all, all the people that were inspiring me. And this year, I just found that there were so many youth activists that, you know, I- I'm only 27 and there was people who were younger than me leading these events outside of COP26. I'm just like, man, this is awesome. It is so cool yeah. to see people using their platform for good. And those are the kind of people that are going to be leading for the next 20 30 years at least which is exciting you know it's reason to be optimistic yeah i i don't think we're totally screwed yet and i hope that we're both right about that (laughs) yeah i yeah i don't think we're totally screwed i think 
that there's so many amazing people out there out there that are going to change the world and help us change the world together. yeah hopefully so yeah so one more question for you I'm sure there's other people out there who are thinking, hey, I absolutely love cleaning up litter or, you know, advocating for aluminum and glass recycling or just wildlife conservation, you know, some sort of environmental space that they think this is my thing. This is my lane and I want to really get into it. What advice would you have for someone out there who who does want to get involved in environmental advocacy or start, you know, working on their own trash cleanups and someone who, who cares, but just isn't sure what that first step should yeah, be. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said before, like social media is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. And I think I was definitely encouraged by other ego accounts to start my own accounts. So I feel like my best advice would be to start on social media. You don't have to create your own platform. You can literally just use your own platforms or whatever you have your personal accounts Mm -hmm. and post how you did a trash cleanup or post how you're doing, um, like changing your routine, everyday routines. And I think that'll really spark a lot because it it needs to be normalized because like, I don't know. I just think that it would be a lot easier if people just posted every day, like, Oh, I picked up this piece of trash or something like that but in terms of getting involved in trash cleanups look at like neighborhood facebook groups or community facebook groups and see what's going on in your area and if there's nothing there then you can do that on your own you can definitely start your own and make a place and a time and just invite people to come i think Mm -hmm. that would be great yeah it's funny i would kind of give similar advice for you know i'm not people who follow this show know I'm not the best at marketing. The social media side isn't my, my number one, uh, attribute, but I think, you know, with starting the podcast, it's kind of the same thing. It's just, yeah. just do it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had been sitting on this idea for three, four years since my first internship. And finally I was like, what do I keep putting this off off for? I'm just going to do it. And you got to accept your first trash cleanup. Probably not that many people are going to show up. Your first show, it's probably not going to be that good. Your first post, it's not going to be that good. That's okay. This is all learning on the go. You get better as you do it. And the best way to do it is just get out there and do it. Exactly. And I also think that because there are those people. And when I started on TikTok, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to get mm-hmm. 50K in one week. And that didn't happen. And that's okay. Yeah. Because I have a, we have small communities that are involved and are engaged in what we want to do. And I think that's also very important. Yeah. I think not focusing on the numbers right away is really important because it's more about just engagement. You know, you want quality listeners and quality viewers of your TikToks who are going to say, wow, what Maya is doing so cool. I want to tell my friends about it. I want to repost this. Like those are the people who are going to help you grow, which is, you know, like you said, it's a tight knit community of environmentalists online. So yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's a cool space to be in. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like it small, too. I would, co- of course, like it to be, you know, huge in some way someday. But I like it how small it is because I, I it feels so cozy to have yeah. such nice people in a small community like that. Yeah, I would say environmentalists are usually pretty nice in the comments, pretty supportive of each other. Yeah. So, look, if, you, if somebody listening right now wants to start their own page, wants to start their own podcast just go for it. Everyone here is going to support you because we all want to see the planet and the world do better. 
exactly yeah. yeah it's such a nice community you should definitely join <laughs> join us <laughs> yes all right we close out all of our interviews with three fun rapid fire questions you ready oh boy okay all right number one what is your favorite animal oh i think i'll have to say sea turtle for awesome. sure <laughs> all right number two this one's gonna be uh an obvious one i think but we ask everyone what is something that you do to be more sustainable in your own life oh using lots of reusables having like no buy reeks definitely um those two things but yeah <laughs> and the trash cleanups and yeah know. trash cleanups <laughs> yeah. that too yeah <laughs> yeah all right and last one what is one environmental topic you think my listeners should be more aware of after hearing from you today um, definitely the ocean plastic crisis. It's kind of underplayed um, in terms of envi environmental activism because mm -hmm. people are like, oh, it's just trash in the ocean. But it's so much more than that because plastic eventually, it, plastic never goes away. It turns into microplastics, which gets into our water. It impacts marine life. So I definitely think that plastic pollution, take it a little bit more seriously. <laughs> yeah and if you aren't sure where to start look up the great pacific garbage patch it's basically yeah. just this plastic island out in the pacific ocean which is uh unsettling to say the least <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> all right maya thank you so much this is awesome and really enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you yeah me too thank you so much for having me on yeah of course if people want to keep up with you and what you're doing where is the best place for them to do that um they can follow me on tiktok and TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and it's at Sustainably Maya. <laughs> awesome. We will link those in the show notes. So go click that. Go show Maya some love. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. That'll do it for today's episode of TPT. Thank you again to Maya for her time today, and make sure to check out the links in your show notes to hear more from Maya. Nick and I are going to be back on Friday for some quick hits to get you into your weekend. Until then, make sure to follow along on our socials at Planet Today Pod for clips from the show. For the Planet Today, I am Matt Norden. See you on Friday.